The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, October the 12th, and that means we are here to preview the morning games for week number six. I am Ryan McIntyre, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Mr. Old Fashioned Football himself, Justin Mark. J. Mark, how are you doing on the eve of Washington-Chicago Thursday night? Yeah, I'm surprised you said my friend. It's rivalry week for us, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is, it, and we uh, in the pre-show we were talking about what we wanted to put on this game. So we both agreed a uh, medium-sized whiskey bottle, bourbon bottle, in honor of uh, this Washington-Chicago game. And I'm sure everybody's going to be want to be drinking their way through this uh, <laughs> matchup tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, we, we we might all need that by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of. I mean, there's a lot of headlines going into that game with uh, Ron Rivera calling out Carson Wentz. I guess it's that's got a <laughs> that's gotten a little more legs than it needed to. But both our teams coming off losses need wins. I mean, that's been a common theme over our lifetime. Saying, "Hey, we need a win tonight." <laughs> so don't expect anything different. Uh, in terms of the Sunday games that we're going to preview, what's uh, your initial thoughts when looking at this eight game early window? We've got several close ones. I think there's some nice angles coming up um, on some of these games we're going to talk about. We'll get to that, of course. But, yeah, there's a couple that I was, again, just on the fence. Um, And last week we didn't have a bad week. It wasn't a great week, but it wasn't bad. So to uh, continue to try to turn us around here because we we came out on fire week one. Like we both, uh, you especially, I think you nine and one, I think, eight and one, nine and one. I, yeah, nine and one, because I went six and three. Um, so to turn it around, I went ahead and made an old fashioned so that I can really get in the rhythm in the zone here and uh, hopefully bring us both some luck. No, I like that. And I got a, be a beverage myself of cold <laughs> beers I went with. So, yeah, no, looking to get hot here in this week number six. Um, in terms of any specific headlines you're looking at going into this week with specific matchups, I know you some games you're on the fence of as well, and we're going to dive into that. I, I was kind of the same way. Uh, for example, the San Francisco-Atlanta game, that one strikes as a tricky spot as well for both teams. Any specific matchup that you're looking at? Th- this Packers team um, that continues to disappoint their fans. I know they beat new England, but they barely beat new England when they, they were heavy favorites. Then they go across the pond and lose to the giants. Um, that one, I really got my eye on because obviously I don't want them to turn it around. I could care less (laughs) and they can keep losing. But, um, I think for green Bay, for their, their team, their fans, their players, this, this is a important game 
to show that they're not an on the fence team. They are still one of the power teams. And um, I, I do for them. I think it comes at the right time going against the jets that just came off of a big win that I think was a little fluky, but yeah, that that's a game that I'm really circling around and interested to see how it plays out. How about yeah, you? And shout out to those Packers for ruining our first leg of our tease. So we didn't have to sweat out <laughs> our teasers as a, at all me, you and Scott. So that Truth. was annoying. Um, I think the interesting one as well is the status in Miami. It sounds like two is not going to be able to go. Bridgewater hasn't been able to practice. So what does it look like with Skylar Thompson with the week of preparation going against a Vikings team that you and I both can agree? I think that a little bit fraudulent four and one, especially being one and four against the spread. Gosh, I can't believe we made Kirk Cousins look so good in the first half of that game. 16 straight completions. Justin Jefferson broke his record for most catches in a game. It's it's not that hard. He's the best player on their team. Put two guys on him. I don't get it. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the Vikings almost pissed that down their leg, too. They almost let us the, the Bears come back and win. So, um, yeah, definitely interesting to see how that plays out. But I think they're at a good spot with a struggling Miami team struggling health-wise anyways. Agree with you there. And before we dive into these eight games in the early window, um, I want to shout out our main sponsor, WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit up to $1,000. Looking to join WinBet's biggest winner's club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on win bet odds wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned $6 into 4K, plus they got a free $1,000 bet. Win bet truly DGENs only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so that, so that they know we sent you. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through at winbet is available. If you or someone has a gambling problem, please call 1 800 522 J. Mark, we are going to dive into this eight game slate and we're going to start in the game I uh, initially mentioned as an intriguing one. And I'm looking forward to hearing your perspective on this one because. It, this is an interesting one because you got trends going in both ways. The San Francisco 49ers are on a game number two of their uh, road trip out in the East Coast, and they're going down to Atlanta, who everybody knows is undefeated, 5-0 and against the spread. The Niners are laying 5.5. The over-under is set at 44.5. You backing the Falcons to stay unbeaten against the spread, or the Niners snap this? You know, they are cover machines, the Falcons are, but the 49ers haven't been bad, um, even though they're only one and two on the road. But the Falcons have been historically bad in October, um, 3-11 and one against the spread, 3-12 and at home versus NFC. And Shanahan's 49ers, they play very well on the road. In fact, when traveling over 2,000 miles, they're 8-2 and two in the last 10 um, I look at this game and I think it's going to be a struggle for both teams. I think both are going to be a little inefficient one because the Falcons have struggled on offense, except for, I guess the last quarter against Tampa Bay and the 49ers, I think, you know, they can run the ball, but this Falcons defense is better than it appears. I do think it's a struggle, but I think that I do think the 49ers win by a touchdown. So I like them to cover by five and a half. What side are you on here? 
I went back and forth, like I said, Atlanta 5-0 and against the spread. But the Niners in this situation under Shanahan are undefeated on the second leg of their road trip out east. They stayed up in the Greenbrier in West Virginia, so they've done this in the past. Uh, last year, or two years ago, they did it in the double New York trip. I know one year it was between Cincinnati and I'm drawing a blank on the other spot. Um, but anyway, they, this is the fourth time they've done it during the Shanahan era and they're undefeated during it. So I'm going to back that trend over the Atlanta Falcons trend. I feel like this, this, uh, Falcons team is eventually not going to cover last week. I thought they were fortunate fortunate to cover even though i know the game ended in controversy with uh the i guess the roughing the passer calls they say but uh yeah no i'm i'm with you i i think atlanta's defense struggles to stop this 49ers rushing attack on sunday question for you if that was marcus mariota excuse me they got rolled like that do you think it would have been a penalty or do you think it was just because it was tom brady 100% 100% Tom Brady, and it, that was a Agreed. totally bogus call. Um, yeah, no, Marcus Mariota could have got sandwiched, and they wouldn't have called anything. <laughs> these, these these running quarterbacks get no calls compared to uh, the prima donna quarterbacks that love to stay in the pocket. Um, what do you think of this Niners team going forward? Obviously, they got some momentum, 3-2, and two, coming off the big Carolina win that, where they end the Matt Rule era. But it, it seems like they're a little up and down. I know Jimmy G trying to figure out what they're going to be going forward. You think they're an NFC contender? I think if they can stay healthy, and that kind of has been the 49ers issue the past several years, right? They always have a slew of injuries that set them back. And it started again this year um, at the running back position, at the quarterback position. Um, but I think they've they've weathered that well enough so far. So as long as they don't miss um, any more main pieces, kind of, I think that Jimmy G gives them a a good element of he is a better passer than Trey Lance. Uh, they can run the ball, they can pass the ball, and their defense is pretty good. So I, I think they can be contenders. Um, it just it's all about health with the 49ers. I feel like it has been the past several years. I agree with you, and this will be the best defense that Atlanta's faced all year. I know potentially San Fran might be without three, maybe four starters on Sunday. But for Atlanta, I mean, they're going to be without Cordell Patterson and potentially Kyle Pitts once again, whether they throw it to him or not. But it's, <laughs> either way, I mean, they're still shorthanded as well. So I'll take the deeper roster and the experienced coach and quarterback. Yep, agreed. So we are one for one on agreeing, and we will go <laughs> to uh, game number two. And this is an AFC South tilt. I'm seeing Jacksonville, and they've already played this. They played week two. Jacksonville is going to Indy in the return game. Indy down to one and a half. I saw it up to two and a half earlier today, but it's as of right now, it's one and a half, over under 42. You taking the Jags to complete the sweep or I guess this uh, Colts team to continue some momentum? (laughs) You know, this Colts team is really hard to figure out. Um, Maybe it's the health issues with Leonard on defense, Jonathan Taylor missing time. But to me, they're just really hard to figure out. And I think it's to do with the fact that Matt Ryan just isn't what Matt Ryan used to be. Um, And Jacksonville historically plays the Colts well. So this is one that I was kind of back and forth on. But, you know, Jacksonville should have beat the Texans. But if you went with the the historical side of it, the Texans play Jacksonville Mm -hmm. tough. Jacksonville plays the Colts tough. I mean, we saw them beat them. What was it? 24 to nothing. The first matchup. Um, they've won three of the last five straight up. They've covered the last five. 
And I just, I'm going to stick with history just because last week I didn't and it bit me in the ass. So this week I'm going to stick with the the historical play and I'm going to take the Jags to cover against them. What, what are you feeling here? So week two, I was all over the Jags were my dog that week. So I'm going right back to it. I, I think this is a bad matchup for the Colts for some reason, whether it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. And I, th- I just think Jacksonville is better defensively as well. And I think Trevor that last week, like you mentioned it, for some reason, the Texans have the Jaguars numbers. I don't get it. It's nine in a row that they've lost. But with the Colts, they've covered 14 out of the 15 last 15 games. And to keep it in perspective, the Colts against everybody else in that time are 59 four and 44 against the spread. So for some reason, the Jaguars are the thorn in Indy's side. I, I don't think that Indy just covers it. I think they win it out. Or uh, Jacksonville, sorry. I think Jacksonville wins the game outright, and they complete the sweep of the Colts. Yep, I agree. I like that. Cosign. And from an injury standpoint, Indy's banged up as well with Jonathan Taylor, Hines as well. I don't know if Leonard's going to play. It's still up in the air. And then I guess Matt Ryan's a little banged up. I don't know if that's age or if it's an actual injury. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, yep. I think we're I think we're getting the right number here. And I think uh, we got another live dog come Sunday in Indy. Agreed. Well, we're we're off to a good start here, two for two on agreeing. We'll see if we agree on this one. And this was the game that you were monitoring. Those New York football Jets, winners of two in a row for the first time in the Robert Sala era, head to Lambeau Field, Green Bay, lane seven, disappointing second half last week, over under 45 and a half. You think uh, a New York team beats the Packers for the second straight <laughs> week? So, I mean, it's hard to trust this Packers team to cover now. You know, like I said, they almost lost to the Patriots. They did lose to the Giants. They're two and three against the spread. And for the record, that's worse than the Jets, who are three and two, including two and oh on the road. So um, do I think the Jets will find success running the football against the Packers? Yes, absolutely. But do I think the Packers can take enough of that out and take enough lead to where the Jets aren't able to just run the ball Yes, um, Green Bay is nine and one against the spread in the last ten after a straight up loss. We know that nobody plays the dick in NFL better than Aaron Rodgers. That that's like his forte. He's angry. He's gonna want to show that he's a dick and beat up on these Jets. So give me the Packers. I hate to say it, but give me give me the Packers to win um, and win big. I think. What what are you feeling here? Yeah, I mean you you mentioned it. Rodgers awful loss. He's 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 almost automatic. I mean, looking at it, 46 and 19 straight up, 42 and 22 against the spread. It was the first time under Matt LaFleur that they've lost as a six-point uh, favorite or more. So, I mean, and Kramer's not going to like to hear this, but I, I felt like it was a little <laughs> fluky the way they went up to double digits and then kind of just, I don't know, they got ultra conservative. Maybe it was something across the pond, as they say over there. But I, I just... I I have a hard time believing that Green Bay is going to struggle with both New York teams back-to-back weeks, especially coming back to Lambeau. I'm worried about the travel a little bit, I'm not going to lie. But this Jets team is also flying very, very high right now, coming off uh, their first back-to-back win streak in, it seems, years. Yeah, and I think that's going to factor into this. I mean, they're smelling themselves a little bit. Um, And, I, you know, the Giants – they shouldn't have won that game, but they did. And I credit their coaching. Brian Dabble is, is becoming That's a great. very good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so credit to him. I, I don't think the Jets compete at that same level right now. I'm not saying that they won't 
going forward in the future, maybe a year or two, but right now I, I'm not seeing it. So last week we loved them as a teaser. Are they yeah. a tease option again this week from seven to one? I don't know if I can do it anymore now that they did that to us, but I mean, I think you almost have to, don't you? It's one of the the ones that seems like it should be obvious. Yeah, no, it seems obvious, just like last week. Hopefully, we're not walking into it uh, once again. But uh, yeah, no, hey, <laughs> three three for three so far on these picks. I'm interested with this next one. Tom Brady going back to Pittsburgh, where the, he's had plenty of great battles over the years with Mike Tomlin and the group and the group up here. Tampa's laying eight and a half. It opened at five and a half. Obviously, Pittsburgh coming off the embarrassing blowout loss over under forty three and a half. You going back to Pittsburgh this week? Gosh, I don't know. It, you know, does the spiral, the downward spiral, stop here? Um, the, the one thing that really worries me is 80% of the public taking Tampa. So I usually try to stray away from that heavy of, um, a favorite as far as the public goes, but why is Kenny Pickett throwing the ball 52 times? He threw it 52 times. I understand they were way behind, but when you have a rookie quarterback, Mike Tomlin's smart enough to know that you win the ball or you win the game or at least stay in the game by running the ball. Najee Harris has been disappointing this year. Um, I don't know if it's the O-line. I don't know if he's 100% healthy. Uh, you know, he's had some foot problems all year. I can relate. Foot problems are no joke. Um, but but uh, it just I don't think they have it right now. I don't think Kenny Pickett – I've never been a Kenny Pickett fan. I don't think he was the answer. I think they should have let Mitch keep it some more. Even if he kept losing, let Pickett continue to develop – um, and Tampa's just really good against the AFC North. And it's not like, like you mentioned, it's not like Tom Brady doesn't have experience facing Mike Tomlin in the Steelers defense. So while I'm really torn here because I don't want to join the public, I don't want to keep fading Tomlin. I think I have to, though. I, I think I'm going to take Tampa at eight and a half. Um, what side are you on here? I'm taking the home dog. It's all right. It's, uh, it's ugly. Like you said, the public's all over Tampa. Tomlin 11 and three against the spread after giving up 35 points. I don't think they win, but I think also Tampa's offense is having issues running away from teams. So I could see this being this ultra old school game with Brady versus Tomlin chess match where they just grind it out against each other. Rumors that TJ Watt actually might be coming back this week. I would be surprised if he did, but obviously that would help things. But I think eight and a half is too much with Pittsburgh at home. Now, if the game is in Tampa, I'd probably be on Tampa side. But this is still a proud organization coming off a five-touchdown beatdown. I expect them to at least fight and 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 be in the game till the end. But I'm with you. I think Tampa is too much in the end to win. But I'll take I'll take the points. What scares me away from it is I put Pittsburgh in my teaser last week, yeah. and I said <laughs> twenty points is way too much for any NFL team. Obviously not. <laughs> yeah, I that might just be how good Buffalo is, though. So, True. like, I, I kind of throw Buffalo and even Kansas City out. I'm disappointed that that's not on our slate. I know that's in yeah. the later window, but uh, no, I'm looking forward to watching that game. This is That's another game that it seems like it should be an obvious over, so it makes me want to take the under. Because every I, time I I'm like, oh, this has got to go over, it hits the under. So... <laughs> That's usually how it works. And if you need to watch that game on Sunday, the Chiefs and Bills, there's no better place to watch it than FUBU TV. FUBU TV, if you watch football, you need FUBU TV. 
FUBU TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with the NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge, over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all devices and never miss a game or episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FUBU TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBUTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash S-G-P. And you're probably wondering where J-Mark and I are getting all these odds from, these lines from. No other than Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all your major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal possible. The app provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It's also it has a bet tracker so betters can keep record of their action and games and betting activities. Uh, they have key points features on Odds Trader such as handicap and play-by-play updates, live scoring, player stats, key game stats, projected game day weather. Bet Tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity, like I said. And go to oddtrader.com/bluewire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And we continue with the early slate, and we're gonna go to Cleveland. A uh, team that's let us down over the last couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> not that we haven't forgot. Uh, new, uh, Bill Belichick going back where all his career started. Cleveland. The Browns are laying two and a half. The over under is forty three. What do you think here, man? This this was another one on my list that I've I've gone back and forth and trying to get a gauge on this game. Yeah, it's been a, a kind of a couple weeks for the Patriots here, almost upsetting the Packers, blanking the Lions. Now they get back to facing an AFC opponent, and the Browns are just the Browns. They they never seem to um, fail to just perform like the Browns, where you think they're going to be really good, and they let you down. Um, they dropped two straight to the Falcons and the Chargers. They play Chicago next week, and believe it or not, that seems to be a look-ahead game for the Browns for whatever reason, because they're 0-8 against the spread before playing the Bears. I don't I don't have any idea why they're looking ahead to the Bears. Maybe they're just like, oh, we basically get a bye week next week. I don't know. But um right. and New England has been good in October, and I like Bailey Zappi. I was a fan of him when they when they drafted him. Um, I think I think Mac Jones is out again. So I like Zappi and kind of the element he can bring. I've gone back and forth on this. It's it's a tough one to to kind of handicap, but I'm I'm going to take the three points. I'm going to go with the Patriots here. What are you feeling? So the Browns burned me last week. Had them as my dog. They should have won that game. Is I don't know what they were doing. It, you know, the Browns are two and three, and they arguably could be five and zero. Oh. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it evens out. They ride Nick Chubb, and I think this is the game for New England where Bailey Zappi looks like a rookie. And I think Cleveland just outlasts them in the end. I think New England's rush defense struggles at times. They gave up big uh, games to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon a couple weeks back. Detroit kind of got away from the running game just because they fell behind so early. I thought the 29-0 was a little bit of a fluky score because Detroit's kicker was banged up. So they went for six times and didn't convert any of them. So... I'm going to ride the Browns in a desperate spot here at home. And I, I think they cover the two and a half, but not a lot of confidence. I think this game comes down to the wire, like every Browns game, it seems like. 
quick side note, you said they're going to ride Nick Chubb. Ride the Chubb cannot be a fantasy football name because it is too <laughs> offensive. So <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yeah, mean, that I is, could, Chubb uh, yeah. is one of the banned words. So <laughs> yeah, it, it got shoved away like that uh, cameraman by Devontae <laughs> Adams. <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, that he was charged with a misdemeanor today. So yeah, for, for was, shoving a guy. That's yeah, interesting. That, yeah, that that's uh something as that's that goes along with uh the roughing the passer calls we've been seeing. So uh yeah. yeah. I mean like uh, on one hand, the, some of these football players probably do think they can get away with whatever. Yeah. I don't really think Devonta Adams is that kind of guy, but man, if I charge somebody with a misdemeanor every time I got shoved, I mean <laughs> I was about to say, I've seen more contact at recess in the third grade pickup football game. Exactly. Hey, you know what? <laughs> this is a different day and age, I guess. True, so, true. <laughs> but uh, anyway, keeping it along, we are going to move down to where actually a lot of these rules are changing, and that's Miami. Minnesota is laying three and a half. This line's been all over the place. A lot of it, obviously, because we don't know the status of Tua and Teddy. So as of right now, Minnesota laying three and a half over under 45 and a half. You taking the Vikings to keep it rolling or do the Dolphins? Do you know something I don't know with the quarterback situation? I don't. And the Vikings, as much as I hate to say it, they are on a roll, whether it be luck or whatever. Um, They had a great half of football against us before they almost uh, lost. The Dolphins did not look good against the Jets without Tua and without Teddy. Tyreek's questionable, though I am hearing that he's expected to play. Um, he was wearing a walking boot. I've been wearing one of those for two months, and I could not play football this weekend. So just for what it's worth, I don't know if that indicates his situation. But if he is out, um, I think that spells a lot of trouble. Vikings are ninth ranked in passing yards a game. Dolphins defense is 28th ranked. So I think this is another game where Jefferson feasts, Thielen, KJ Osborne, these guys, they just... I think they they get up and they get up big. So I like the Vikings at, at three and a half here. Who are you taking? So, man, I, like I said, I've struggled with this one. I'm going to take the home dog here just because I think Minnesota's due for some regression. Like I said, they're four and one overall, uh, one and four or yeah, one and four ATS. So I see some regression coming. It seems like this Vikings team, there's something missing. They get up. What do what do they always do? They get out to big leads, or they fall behind, and they find a way to make it a one possession or a three point game. So I'm with you. I think Minnesota gets up, but then kind of gives it back to Miami. And I think it's still early enough in the season where the weather does impact the game down there in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I think they just find ways now with the whole week of game planning to get Tyreek Hill the ball, whether. He's uh, completely healthy or somewhat healthy. I think he'll be good enough to go and then get Waddle involved and ride that running game. It, it seems like Minnesota, every time where they, it's like a perfect spot for them, they find a way to give it away. I mean, they should have lost the game in London, I thought. And honestly, I thought they should have lost the game last week. So I think they're due to lay an egg here eventually. Yeah, and that's Kirk Cousins for you. He does find a way to piss games away, it seems. Um, so, yeah, yes. they are on a, a bit of a luck streak. I like this morning it was at three, and I liked it a little bit better at three. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is one I would kind of monitor. To maybe enough are going to jump on the Dolphins that it pushes it back to three. Um, but, yeah, I'm still I'm still going to roll with the Vikings at three and a half. I think they'll be able to pass the ball easily enough. So um, it should be an interesting one, though. Is there any way Teddy plays? I, I don't know. I haven't. 
I haven't heard one one way or another of definite. It's just kind of a 50-50 thing. Um, I think they're preparing for him not to play. Yeah. But, you know, that doesn't mean he won't necessarily. Because I know with the new protocol rule that they just put in place, he's not allowed to practice till Friday. So, but I mean, if there's a guy that doesn't, not necessarily not need to practice, but knows the playbook, he's a vet, knows what to do. And this would be a revenge game for for him if he yeah. was able to play. So, yeah, no, it's something to monitor everybody. I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday mid-afternoon, and as of right now, this is what we're going off of. But this is one we'll be monitoring through the weekend. Definitely. Let's uh let's move along to uh this is an interesting game. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your take on this one. Baltimore coming off the big win against Cincinnati on Sunday night is laying five and a half at those four and one New York Giants. So the Giants are a home dog coming back from London, getting five and a half. Over under is forty four and a half. This is another well placed line, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um these giants already cost me a, a bottle of booze against my bears against Kramer. So I'm hope, hoping my bears don't lose a, a bottle of booze against you this week. I'm just throwing that out there, <laughs> but uh, these two teams don't play each other very often. Um, yeah. You got to go back to December, 2020, the last time they played, but giants coming off that big upset over the Packers flying back from London. I, I think there's a lot of factors there that start to work against them as far as fatigue, um, and also, for whatever reason, in the last 13 games against a team that's coming off a Sunday night game, they've only covered three times. Now, uh, the team coming off the Sunday night game should be more tired, and they, they're they the ones that shouldn't be covering. But the Ravens coming off that that win against the Bengals, um, I, I don't think they're going to struggle here. I, I think Daniel Jones has done all right. Squan Barkley's been phenomenal, don't get me wrong. But Lamar Jackson is just a stud. Um, I think he's going to run all over the Giants. I think J.K. Dobbins gets going. Andrews has a big day. Um, I like the Ravens by a touchdown here, so I'll take I'll take the points and I'll go with the Ravens here. I'm with you on this one. Um, Baltimore's already been up to New York as well, so they've this won't be the first time they're going up. They won at the Jets week number one, and I I think this is simply a fade as well. The Giants kind of like the Jets getting kind of feeling themselves coming into this game, coming back from London, long flight, having a good time, day ball, you know, I mean, it's there, there, things are well right now in New York. And this is still a uh, Ravens team that I think still has a chip on their shoulder because they're not viewed as one of the elite teams in AFC. And uh, I mean, they've dropped some games over the first month of the season where I think they, they can agree that they, I mean, they should be five and oh, real realistically, but they dropped some games uh, in the second half where they where I know they're kicking themselves. But yeah, no, I like the Ravens to roll here and, and get that ground game going. But I do worry about the Giants being a feisty team under Dayball and backdoor covering. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, no, they are definitely feisty. Um did you see videos of the crowd, the London crowd and the chant they were having after that game? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you yeah. know what I'm talking about yeah, with the yeah. cheese and yeah. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. that was great. I knew, I knew you. I knew you liked that one. Oh my god, that was great. Um, and I think this whole team carries that swagger that you know we don't care about who you are. Um, we're still gonna beat you and and make you shove the cheese up your ass. You know. Um, and but I I just think I think coming off that that London trip. Um, off that big win, I, I do think it's going to be too much for them to kind of get in the right headspace here. And I do think the Ravens will will cover this at least by a touchdown. Um, I, Lamar needs a big breakout game, and I think this is it. 
Yeah, I'm with you. It feels like kind of like a 24-17 Ravens win to me. Yep. Well, let's move to the last game of this early slate. This is a this is another interesting one. We, we touched on it before the show. I mean, a lot of lines that are tricky this week. Cincinnati's going down to New Orleans, and they are laying one and a half, uh, over under 43 and a half. The reunion, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, back in their LSU days, going back down to uh, the great state of Louisiana. What do you think here, man? Man, who would have thought that last week the Saints and Seahawks would have been such a high-scoring game? That was <laughs> I crazy. Um, I, I don't know if Jameis misses another week here. He's questionable. Um, you know, he's got a hip flexor, his ankle, his four broken vertebrae. No big deal. Um, but if he doesn't play, do we have a Andy Dalton revenge angle here? I know he yeah. went from the Bengals to the Bears to the Saints, but a little bit of revenge there. Um, Taysom Hill had four touchdowns last week. He threw for one and he ran for three. I don't think that repeats. And I think that's one of the reasons the saints were able to perform so well when he's in the game. If I'm the Bengals, I'm keying on him. Um, so, you know, and a lot of this will also depend on can the Bengals protect Burrow long enough, but saints only averaging two sacks a game Bengals giving up four a game. Uh, this could be a really good one. I think this could end up being, a, a feisty game that people don't expect to kind of go down the wire. I think it does, but I like the Bengals to kick a last minute field goal. So I'm going to take them with the the one and a half there. What side you on? I agree with you. This screams of a, maybe the most exciting early window games in terms of exciting finish. Uh, Jameis is really good as a dog. If it is him, if not, you mentioned it, the reverse or uh, the revenge Andy Dalton game. He beat him with the bears last year. If you remember week number two, I know you remember. Um, so (laughs) one of the few games he won. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's a little bit of a distraction with Jim, uh, Burrow and chase going back to Louisiana, uh, game number two of the road trip as well. Teams have not been good this year and their second leg compared to last year, where it seemed like they were hitting at like a 70% clip. It just has, it's kind of evened out this year a little bit. But um, yeah, I like I'm 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 riding the Saints. I think they're going to win this game outright. I think this is a candidate for close your eyes special because the Bengals are the most public team of the week. I'm seeing. Really, that scares me a little. <laughs> which which is surprising because the Bengals haven't shown anything to warrant that. Right, I, yep. I think. I mean, True. they still got big time offensive line issues. It seems like everybody just plays them cover two defensively, and they're like. Well, if we can't beat you over the top, we're just going to, I don't know, we're <laughs> we're just not going to score. Right. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. They, they need to fix fix those issues going forward. But I will, uh, I'll take the points. And then I'm seeing New Orleans currently plus 115 on the money line. So I like that as a candidate as well. And that honestly right there transitions us into our favorite segment of the show, our lock dog and tease. We do not have an ad uh, to read before this. So we're going right <laughs> into the lock dog and tease. Uh, you lead it off, J. Mark. Where are you going for your lock? My lock is the Bears. Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong slate. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. We touched on it earlier. Um, Rogers has got to be angry. Nobody plays the angry douchebag that, that Rogers does. So I'm I'm gonna take Green Bay. Um, to win this by more than a touchdown. I think they went up by two or three actually. So I'm gonna go with the Packers for my lock. Let's double lock it together. I'm I'm on the Packers as well, back to back weeks. Uh, I'm hoping it gets down to six and a half, maybe. Yeah, I'm seeing the Jets is a little bit of a public side too, so which is kind of another another check mark for us. Where 
public dog having fleas here. So I'm with you. Let's take uh, both on the pack as our locks minus seven. How about dog wise? So this is a small dog. Um, uh, hopefully I'm not stealing yours, but we can we can do two of the same if, again. Uh, I'm going to take the Jaguars to sweep the Colts. I, I like them to win here. We are. We're this is All two right. for two, so <laughs> so there's no discrepancy uh, or discrepancy. Sorry uh, on what we're doing here. This is uh, I'm with you. Make it two in a row for the Jags over the Colts this year, and three in a row outright and then what 15 out of 16 against the spread so plus 115 for the jags so we are on the same page here lock and dog this is the first time this happened all year it is yeah um it's gonna be really good or really bad (laughs) (laughs) you know it's fitting because we're not gonna agree on tomorrow night's game so uh this is true (laughs) we might as well agree for the lock and dog how about uh tease wise here all right so let's see I like the 49ers by, I think it's at one and a half. Um, oh, no, they, they would be they would one be. and a half dogs plus one and a half. Um, Tampa by two and a half. So get them within a field goal. I think they cover that. Um, I was going to do Vikings plus three, but you talked me into those Packers. Um, bring them down to, to just a one point favorite. Um, I, I there's no way they don't win this game and they, they got to win it by more than one. So I like Packers to win by one, at least one. So I'll put them in there. So to recap, you got the Packers, you got the Bucks, and then what was the third leg of yours again? And then the 49ers, which I think would move to plus one and a half. So yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to take two of yours. I'm taking the Packers okay. and Bucks. I like that. I mean, we did that last week as well. Um, <laughs> so that gets the Bucks down to two and a half, win by field goal over Tomlin. Packers, like you said, they're not going to lose this game. They can't lose this game. And then for the last leg, who do I want to go with? I will go with our dog. I'll go with the Jacksonville Jaguars up to plus seven and a half to keep it within a touchdown. If for some reason they don't. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to put our dog in there. I'm going to put Cleveland plus eight and a half. All right. So that way we, we leave our dog alone. I, I don't want to touch our lock and dog in my teeth. So, uh, <laughs> I like it. So to recap, we are on the same. We both are on the pack minus seven as our locks. We're both on the Jags plus 115 as our dog. For our tees, we're both on the Packers minus one, the Bucks minus two and a half. You are on San Fran plus one and a half. And I am on Cleveland plus eight and a half against New England. That'll do it for our lock dog and tease. Before we get out of here, J Mark, tell everybody where to find you. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at J Mark Football. Check out my other pod, Old Fashioned Football. I promise next episode I will get my wife an orange so she's not so feisty. I will get an orange for her old fashioned. <laughs> Yeah, you better go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was listening to the show this morning. I was la- laughing my ass off. Uh, <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at uh, at Moneyline. Sorry, I can't talk. I almost said at Orange because uh, you uh, <laughs> at Moneyline underscore Mac. I'm in the Discord as well. Hit me up. Talk player props. Uh, be on the college basketball experience here over the next couple weeks. Previewing games with Colby NBA pod as well. Uh, we're in the MLB playoffs. Everybody go check out those guys. Those guys are killing it. I mean, they've handicapped all 162 games this year. It's a great time of year. You got the MLB, you got the NBA coming up, college basketball. And then obviously yours truly the NFL with college football. Go check out the college football experience. Those guys are, uh, those guys are maniacs. There's no other way to put it. I mean, they handicap every single game. 
and they're in the top five in the country in terms of uh tally site ranking. So, uh, J Mark, you got anything else before we get out of here? Maybe a score prediction for uh, your Thursday night game tomorrow night. Well, first of all, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. That all yes. really helps us out. So, um, especially reviews, leave a review, even if you think it's bad. You know, tell us that you love um, fading our picks. That's okay. Um, but uh, let's see, score prediction. I think it's going to be a little bit of a shit show of a game. I think both teams are going to be able to put up some points, though. So let's go twenty-one seventeen Bears. What do you What do you got? What you so think? That, that is the over, isn't it? Because I know this yeah, is the thirty-seven uh, and a half. Yeah, the over <laughs> the over under has uh, plummeted lately. I'm kind of with you. I kind of like the over because everybody is talking about last week and how this is going to be worse. I'll go twenty-one twenty. Ron Rivera. He, he wins right. uh, in, in his old stomping grounds in Chicago, and I guess he survives another week, as they as they say. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, hey everybody, good luck everybody this weekend uh, with your bets, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you next week. Good luck in week number six, and don't forget to let it ride. <laughs>